Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of Stack of Dice. I'm Rhett, the DM for Stack of Dice, and today I'm going to talk with Meredith. I'm going to ask a few questions, and we'll go through those, and then we'll go through the character creation process, and you can tell us a little bit about what you come up with. So let's start off with a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Meredith. I am your wife. <laughs> Um, I grew up in the Midwest, so get ready for a lot of nasal tones and accents. Um, I am almost completely brand new to Dungeons and Dragons. I've played only one or two times, and those weren't even full campaigns. And those were years ago. Those were years <laughs> ago, like a decade or more, I think. Almost 15, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. since the last time I actually played. So I'm the noob of the group, and uh, that could end up being a good thing or a bad thing. We'll just have to see. It'll be a great thing. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, we are swiftly approaching our 20th anniversary. We are. So that's we've known each other for a while. A while, yeah. And I won't ask you the question how we met. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a story unto itself. That's a story unto itself, I guess. Needless to say, we've been together for a while. Long time. And you've already addressed the question, how long have you played D&D? Uh, yeah. Really just a couple times. Yeah, no time at all. Just two isolated incidents, I think. Yeah, and different characters. D yeah, different characters, different games both times. Embarrassing situations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, it didn't, didn't quite uh, go to plan. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What yeah. do you like about Dungeons & Dragons? Um, well, not having played very much, I don't know how qualified I am to answer that question, but um, there's certainly a nice social aspect to it. You know, just getting together with some buddies. And uh, I always enjoy listening to you guys playing your other games because there's clearly a lot of um, fun being had. Yeah. And so. I enjoy looking over and seeing you laughing along with yeah. us. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I think the social aspect is something that misses out in a lot of other games. Uh, so I'm glad you, you find that appealing. And hopefully this will be a good experience for you. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we are going to have Meredith and another player who are fairly new to D&D. So grasp on the rules initially may be a work Tenuous. in progress. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there and we'll have fun along the way. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see where that takes us. Mm. So let me ask you, what kind of character do you see yourself being? And I know this is a bit of a stretch considering that you are so new to the game. Yeah. Um, are you asking just like my vision for my character or uh, some sure. of the... Yeah, so... so the intent in these special episode podcasts was to hold off on making the character to see what comes out but with you we went ahead and did it so we actually yeah. are we fudged a little bit yeah and uh so you why don't you go for your vision of this character um well i'll probably end up uh injecting a lot of myself into it just from the standpoint of being new to this whole format she's going to be fairly impulsive i would think um not necessarily playing by the rules very well, seeing as how I don't even exactly know what those rules are. Um, so you just kind of the, hopefully be a bit of comic relief, not unintended comic relief. We'll see about that too. I was I was often the unintentional comic relief the other times that I played. 
Kool-Aid, which we won't go into those stories, not in this episode anyway. Um, so yeah, just kind of the run in there and just kind of get want to get things going, even though don't necessarily know everything that's that she needs to know ahead of time. Yeah, Impulsive. In the Army, we call it ready, fire, aim. There you go. That's going to be me. Ready, fire, aim. Yeah. And I, I guess... This should be an interesting one. What are you looking forward to the most in playing this game as a podcast series? Um, well, I am just I am looking forward to being included in the group a little bit. You know, not that I have um, resented not being. I I you know you asked me before and I didn't necessarily really want to uh, join those previous games that you ran. So I just think it'll be fun. This is going to be a smaller group too. Uh, I think we're only going to have four players total and then the DM. Uh, so that hopefully will minimize my <laughs> <laughs> the possibility of me making a giant mess, or it might actually make it worse since there's so little wiggle room, <laughs> only a few characters to deal with. But I, I am looking forward to just just the what I mentioned at the beginning, just the kind of the the fun and the getting together with our friends every couple of weeks. And is there anything in particular you're nervous about? <laughs> well, <laughs> you probably know the answer to this question already, but yeah, um, as we have alluded to already, my first couple of forays into the D&D world, they, I mean, they didn't go badly exactly, but I usually ended up either putting my foot or really my whole leg in my mouth. <laughs> some pretty awkward things or uh, not knowing the rules very well uh, or even just kind of the way the worlds work uh, making some decisions that turned out to be fairly embarrassing or disastrous so I'm a little nervous about just kind of messing the whole thing up or or being that both I and my character are somewhat impulsive people uh, there is a high likelihood of me saying something weird and uh, unexpected. Well, well see. I think that's part of the charm of the game because those do those charm, those can yes <laughs> those, those can lead to very memorable occasions. Obviously, you still remember those. Occasions I definitely remember those from occasions. Fifteen plus years ago. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, as as we weave this story together. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll work in and form a picture of a new person that you've brought to life. And that's all going to be part of the magic of telling this story together. So I'm looking forward to it. And regardless of what happens, I think we'll have a good time. Yeah. All right. What we're going to do then is we're going to observe a brief pause and pretend like we're making your character. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll come back and we'll talk about your character. So let's take a break now and we'll be back shortly. we're back we spent some time talking over your character that you had already made mm -hmm. and so we're going to introduce to you your character now and her name is Tira Ironstag Tira Ironstag so before we go any further with your character let's talk about the name <laughs> and how you came to that name <laughs> so first of all the first name Tira Tira I think remember? that I think that was just wasn't that just 
um, one of the suggestions? No, actually, no. What, what I did, knowing that dwarves mythologically come from Norway, from Norse mythology, yeah. we took a look at Norse female names. Yes. And one of them was Tira, T-Y-R-A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it means thunder-like. That's right. So it had that, that notion of power behind it and everything that you were looking for. Yeah. But we also didn't want it to, we didn't want people calling you Tyra. Yeah, we just changed the spelling. <laughs> so it's Tira with an I. Yeah. And the Iron Stag, you want to tell us about that? <laughs> Wasn't that from um, Space Mutiny? Yes. Yeah, okay. So any of you who are also um, MST3K, any Misties out there, um, there was, you know, there's that fantastic classic episode, Space Mutiny, with the... Um, the hero is Dave Ryder, but all throughout the episode, because he's just this giant chunk head. He's this, <laughs> he's this big, you know, just beefy, like a weightlifter kind of a guy, like this dumb jock. And so all throughout the episode, the three guys, Mike Nelson and Crow and, and Tom Servo, are just coming up with all different names for him. And some of them are pretty good. So we looked at the list. You can easily find a list of all the different names that they just rattle off one after the other. And there are some pretty silly ones. You know, Big McLarge Huge being one of the best known ones. And Bob, Bob Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Bob Johnson. Um, but we just kind of went through that and we came across something. Was it Ironstag? Yeah, Flint Ironstag. Flint Ironstag, that's right. Um, and we're like, hey, that actually kind of works uh, considering the origin of my character, which we'll get to in a second. So. Yeah. Shout out to MST3K. Yeah, exactly. A little, little bit of an Easter egg for you guys there. Yeah. All right. And so as we were talking, we, we had been through what the other players wanted to be. And actually, they chose more kind of ranged fighters and that kind of thing. And so I suggested that perhaps a frontline fighter like a barbarian or a fighter would be ideal to fill in that missing role. And so of the two, we settled on barbarian. And so you are a mountain dwarf barbarian. And what's interesting about that is in, in the story as it'll begin, you're actually coming from a close-knit clan that lives together in a place, used to live together in a place called Ironstag Delve. And that's where the Ironstag clan lived and worked until recently when, um, when the Delve itself collapsed and you lost that ancestral home. And so basically, the way I'm playing it, usually barbarians are people who live by themselves. Uh, they're they're out away from other things. They have their own traditions and customs. So it kind of made sense to have you as a barbarian with your style of life, working down in mines and, and swinging a pickaxe or wielding a shovel day after day. You would have the kind of strength and endurance that a barbarian is known for having. Mm -hmm. And also your, your own customs and traditions as you're kind of an isolated people, even though there is a a human settlement nearby right. you're, you're still you're still rather self-contained and so you have all this you're all you're a microcosm off by yourself and so I, I thought it would be interesting to try running a barbarian out of a dwarven clan yeah. uh, and we'll kind of see how that goes see if that'll mm -hmm. tie in with the story also as your background and uh, you're you're kind of on the edge of your seat about this one. <laughs> uh, you, you chose Folk Hero. Yes. Now, uh, to back things up just a little bit, when I go through the character creation process, 
I like to have my players go a slightly different order than is laid out in the book. If you go by the player's handbook, it's pick your race, pick your class, and then other stuff follows after. I actually like to start by picking the background because that forces the player to think about where you've come from. Yeah. And so you're starting off by creating a person that happens to have certain attributes rather than I have these attributes, what makes sense? It, I think it leads to a more natural outgrowth of of a character yeah. to kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the character creation process really was pretty easy mm -hmm. uh, when we did it. I forget how long it took, but it wasn't very long. I'm sure it was less than an hour. Mm -hmm. to, and that was to go through everything, that, and that included naming myself, which is, <laughs> Always I guess, notoriously the, the worst part, trying to come up with your, your awesome name for your character. But yeah, I mean, it flowed pretty pretty well, like that approach that you took. All right, and so the, the folk hero, the, the background that we've come up with between us is that you and your clan lived in Ironstag Delve, and that's where you did all your work. You, you would mine the ores located within the mine and take it out to provide to the town near you who would then sell it and you would share the profit. Mm -hmm. uh, one day, however, the Delve collapsed and uh, there, you, you basically braced yourself in the tunnel to allow the people in the lower mines to escape, including your father. And uh, when you were finally able to remove yourself from your precarious situation, the, the mine did collapse. Unfortunately, your mother was left down below. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, and your father was injured. Uh, when he realized that she was still down there, he tried to rush back and his yeah. leg was, was injured. So he walks, when he's not around people, he walks with a cane oh goodness but when he is standing as chief in front of the clan he tries to do so without the aid of a cane dude my dad was chief <laughs> yeah wow so cool. your father Finulf, uh is the chief of the ironstag clan and he is in a precarious situation himself he he feels responsible for the loss of the ancestral home he serves as the guardian of, of your clan's history and traditions, and yet now he's forced into a situation where that you may have to abandon some of your dwarven ways and start to merge with right, the town to assimilate. Yeah. And so he he's in an awkward situation. He doesn't want to give up the dwarfiness of his clan, but at the same time, he realizes the necessity of working more closely with the humans nearby. Yeah. You... Tira are actually, uh, and we'll, we'll get to some of your characteristics here in a mm -hmm. moment. You are all about action and yeah. doing. And so you're just like, come on, dad, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. We, we need to work with these people. Let's work with them. And so you're, you're tugging kind of at, while, while he's Somewhat also heedlessly. It sounds like <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> Not perhaps. Even paying attention to my poor dad's reluctance to assimilate. Yeah. So that how you play that is up to you. I mean, you okay. can he he his nature is gruff and he likes to pretend that he's bothered by everything and that he he likes to put on a, a front. He likes to pretend that he is bothered by everything. Yeah. So he, he likes to look like uh, he's grudgingly ex taking okay, your advice. Got it. Got it. But uh, it. You can tell, and everyone around him knows he loves you, and he 
even though he roughly accepts your advice, he 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 puts up a show to make it look like right. he's having to struggle again. I see. He doesn't want to look like he's giving in to the younger Correct. generation, to Correct. the female. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so because like because of your role in rescuing the clan from the collapse of the del most of the clan, mm -hmm. uh, you you left your ancestral home and resettled an old settlement that the dwarves had occupied a thousand plus years ago. So you've restored that as a fortified settlement in the hills while you're looking for a new place to open a new delve. Okay. Uh, so when you left, you had obviously established a reputation of being a folk hero. Yeah. And so that, that ties in with your background. You, you are known among your people as being the deliverer, the one who mm -hmm. got them out of there in safety and, and allowed them to pursue a new direction. Once you settled in this ancient dwarf village in the hills and restored that, you began wandering into the nearby town of Arden. And over about a week or so of going daily to go visit the town and get to know people there, you came across the town's mayor. His name is Chiswick Garderock. Chiswick Garderock, okay. And what struck you about him is he's very charismatic. Okay. And like you, he is somebody who just likes to act. Okay. He just likes to, when he identifies a, an opportunity, he's going to jump on it with both feet because he doesn't like to let things get away. And this goes back to his ancestry several generations back. His seven times or six times great grandfather was the Arden who settled, who created the town of Arden. Okay. And he himself was a rogue. Okay. <laughs> he, he would, <laughs> Uh, he he had a very spotty background, very spotty history. <laughs> but when he came here, kind of like the the history of Australia, it was a criminal, right. it penal was a penal colony, colony mm -hmm. at first. But then over time, it's become its own country and right. obviously a more organized place. Right. Uh, in the same way, this rogue found an opportunity to run a town and took it, and then realized quickly, uh, I've got a good thing here. Yeah. And so he became a very capable administrator of the town. And then through the generations, his great, 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 great grandson yeah. has become mayor of this town as well. And so he has a lot of that same flair and panache and everything. Okay. And so the two of you really hit it off almost immediately. All right. Uh, and so Sounds good. because of your reputation with the dwarves, because of your reputation in Arden, you are a folk hero for the mm -hmm. area. Uh, and what that means in game terms is that mm -hmm. you should never have to pay for protection or a place to sleep. You can go knock on a commoner's door in this area right? and they'll have a space in a corner where you can lie down and get awesome. some sleep, that kind of thing, which could be helpful for you and for your party. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's hmm. move on to your personality traits. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your, who you are as a character? All right. Well, um, we figured being a dwarf and a barbarian and a fighter, kind of a wiry little mighty mini, I'm going to be very action oriented. We've already kind of touched on that. Definitely um, prefer action over thoughts um, in that I'm not definitely not one when a situation presents itself to then sit around for the next 15, 20 minutes or even seconds maybe to 
analyze it and well let's see what would be the best way to do this and should we even go in there i'm just basically gonna be like grabbing my axe out and you know let's go and just kind of run in there um possibly without assessing very much if at all um uh and this also that kind of carries over too as far as my dealings with other people um, I'm much more likely to make my decisions on people based on what I see them doing more than what I hear them saying to me. They could be telling me all these things about themselves or about their motivations for doing things. And it's really the more actions speak louder than words sort of um, trope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I see also that you're impatient for greatness. Yes, which is interesting because... I have a certain amount already, I suppose, having, you know, being known for this deed of, of helping my people out of the mine and not letting them die off. Well, maybe we could play it as now that you've tasted it. Yeah. You just want to be known throughout generations and across yeah. a greater expanse. Yeah. Folk hero, you know, almost, almost want, hoping to promote to mythic figure or legend <laughs> in the area maybe i don't know maybe without that you're, not you're, arrogant yeah yeah but just maybe you just want to help more yeah uh, having gotten a taste of helping others and seeing the good that comes from it yeah. the way it brings people together you you realize that there's still trouble in the world mm -hmm. and maybe you see your your sense of greatness and direction as being i've helped here and as long as things are okay here, I want to go do that somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe something like that. How does that sound? Yeah, no, I, I definitely like that. I never, I never envisioned her as being this... Uh, Glory uh, for me. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I, my mother, mom, people to sing songs about me and, and, and be great. Uh, so maybe a selfless hero. Yeah. You're, you're looking to help. And if good things come your way as a result, so be it. Right. Don't mind that free place to sleep for the night. <laughs> I'll right. take it. How about your ideals? Um, really, the a lot of a lot of what kind of got put in some of these categories was straight out of the book. I think, mm -hmm. and yeah. just not not being as familiar with the mechanics of the D and D world, and not feeling terribly confident in just making up my own stuff. Um, we just kind of went through some of the suggestions, and I picked ones that I thought. Um, I could easily merge into the character. So we decided to go with uh, no good pretending I'm something I'm not. So just kind of uh, simple and true to my basic characteristics and not real big on, um, you know, be being such an action-oriented person and not, I'm certainly not going to, Oh, I'm not certainly not going to waste a lot of time as far as trying to pretend to be a scholar, trying to pretend to be very... Uh, wordy and and whatnot just just do it yeah the idea that um, role-playing wise I, I like the idea that they can formulate all they want but yeah I'm, I'm just gonna walk in and get I'm just the job gonna go. done yeah. yeah let's just I'm just gonna go you guys can stick around I'm gonna go all right for bonds uh, we we have down that you got a tool set from your parents and mm -hmm. that's something that reminds you of them and the tool set you chose was the Smith tools. Yeah. And so, you know, we can kind of come up with what that means and how that how you could use that throughout the game. Maybe you 
try and make things using the Smith tool set from time to time or yeah. um, maybe you find ways to create. Was it my mom's? We could say that. Yeah. Yeah. So good old mom passed that down to you before she died. And so maybe that becomes something that you will never let fall into enemy hands. Right. Uh, you, you will never lose a piece. Uh, you will try and save that above any other valuable you have, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be a good way. And you also like to defend the defenseless. I think that's fairly self-explanatory. Right. Uh, as a flaw, we have that you are blind to danger <laughs> and you are... Devoted to my destiny. And there's no problem your axe can't solve. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We're not going to hang about talking about it all day, which, you know, obviously there certainly is a place for analyzing situation before you just run in there swinging. Um, but maybe, maybe I'll learn that eventually in this game, but that's certainly not where I'm starting out. <laughs> good. All right. And as weapons go, you have a great ax, you have a light hammer and a javelin. It's a good mix of in close combat with your yeah. great ax and then the light hammer and the javelin are good either for using as hand to hand weapons or as ranged weapons. Okay. You can throw those as well. All right. So to finish up, let's take a look at your stats. Uh, you you did some excellent rolling. <laughs> really did. That and was crazy. I watched it all, so I know yeah, it's legit. We did not fudge these numbers for sure. Your two highest are your strength and your constitution, which mean that uh, that's reflective of your growing up in a in a delve and all the hard labor that goes with that. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, you're you have three fourteens, which is great. <laughs> Your dexterity, your wisdom, and your charisma are all high, and the charisma is good because right I have a good rapport with people all you know, around me, and that I come across brand new. Yeah. And your lowest roll was mm -hmm. a twelve, and why did you put your twelve in intelligence? Um, I'm really tying that into my um, my tendency not to think first. I just figured there's no, you know, it, it wouldn't really jive to have this high intellectual score if that's not the thing that I turn to first. I turn first to my strength and my constitution. I depend more on my own physical abilities than I do on um, my ability to assess a situation and, and judge that way. So it just made sense with my lowest role there. Right. And again, that's exactly why I approach the character creation process the way I do. Start with the background that allows you to get a feel for the person first mm -hmm. and then assigning your scores becomes easier as you realize oh well this makes sense because of what I put over here right and that that just makes it flow more easily and make for a more realistic character that mm -hmm. will play well yeah I agree all right well I appreciate you taking the time to go over this yep. and we will be back with another episode soon thanks everybody see you at the table